0: Hey everybody, and welcome to another torn-up interview. And you know, the person I'm about to speak to now, a few years back, I would have been asked about restaurant management and culinary skills and what's, what's required because uh, this man with his brother was involved in one of the most and still one of the most iconic restaurants in Dublin, the Boxty House. Those of you who know your restaurants and know Dublin will know that this in Temple Bar area is very renowned and some very famous people have visited. But... We will maybe talk about that too, but I'm not here to talk about that. Uh, I'm going to talk about this man's musical career because, like myself and radio, and indeed he's a a radio presenter as well, but he's a very accomplished musician, has released a couple of albums to critical acclaim, and it's my honour and pleasure to introduce the Torn Up interview. The one and only Ronan Galler. How are you, Ronan?
1: Great, Jerry and thanks for having me. Delighted to be here.
0: No, it's great to have you, Ronan. Just for for the listeners, just go back and tell a bit of your life story. How all this happened, and and you know, how did you how did you pick up that guitar and decided that maybe you wanted to do something down the musical journey? Well, it's funny enough. You, I remember I bought a guitar
1: for my kids, a small little one in art. I think It was fifty quid in the hope that they might pick up the guitar and play it. But they didn't. And and then one day I was in, in uh, my house, and I was listening to the radio, and there was some lad on, or some fella about life coaching or some nonsense. But actually, he did make one point. He said, play it to your strengths. And I remember thinking at the time, well, music is the only thing I've always really been anyway good at or felt good at. So then I saw the guitar in the corner, and it had been calling me for a long time. So I eventually picked it up, and uh, I really wasn't, I played, I played a few chords I could play, but nothing, you know, I was, and I'm still not a musician, I still can't play, it, some people say. But I got en- learned enough to then be able to put words to songs. And I, one day was in a car, I've been trying to write songs and they really weren't coming and I thought, well, maybe this isn't going to work. And one day I was in Drummond Station, uh, which is a train station not far from my town of Mole. And I was waiting for, or leaving off, I can't remember which, a nephew of mine. But while they're waiting, we met another young lad who was uh, a backpack on his back and already heading off. And actually, it turned out he was emigrating to Australia. And it was not long after the crash, a few years after the crash, but we were still feeling that sort of emigration was going on. A lot of people were leaving their club and their parish and heading off to foreign countries. But I remember saying to him, I said, you know, there's an old saying we have, you know, I wish i be this time next week. And he turned to me and he said, I don't know, but I'd be long effing gone. So I thought, there's a, there's a song in there. And actually, the first song I wrote was called Long Gone, and I wrote that in Drummond Station. And once I completed that song, got home and fixed it and wrote it, I then got confidence that I could write songs. And that's kind of how it started for me, really, in a way. It was just keeping at it and uh, getting that breakthrough. When I completed a song, that was like Eureka. You know, I completed a song.
0: And you know the fact that, Ronan, that was a real-life experience. Would you find that a lot of the inspiration for your songs, and I know you've written quite a number of songs at this stage would you draw on that from memories of things that happened in your life or events that you witnessed in other words what i'm saying to you is the lyrics i know you're a great lyric writer and and probably one of the best i've ever come across and do does your inspiration uh, or are you know, the creativity for creating those lyrics do you draw upon life experiences or events that you've come across in order to create them
1: most likely and most always from life experiences whether they're your own experiences or the experiences of others now in some cases you invent little characters to like for a song like miss you you know i invent a sort of character like a film script and that character but I'll still, the story will still come from stuff that you felt or you've seen other people feel. So yeah. what I'm saying is it has to be real. It can't be, um, unless you're writing a fantasy song about unicorns and sort of, so yes, yes, you can make up what you want. But generally, it has to come from real life. And I think that actually speaks through in the song. When people hear lyrics, they realise, yeah, I get that. I get that. That's your job done as a songwriter, I think, you know. But that's just my perspective. Lots of other people might do a different way of looking at it.
0: And and therefore, you know, your first album was called Always Broke, Never Broken. Where did that title come from, or was there a particular reason for that title?
1: Well, there was, because <laughs> ever since I decided to pursue a career in creativity, I've always been broke, but as yet, none broken. So that's kind of where that title came from. It came from a thing, that, a saying I had, always broke but never broken. Um, now, mind you, I've come a few times closer to being broken and uh, I've been broke lots of times. But it's a kind of a thing that keeps you going because you're doing this because well, you, you want the next song to come out, you want to create the next song, you want to move on to the next piece of music, you want to be creating stuff all the time. That drives you forward. Even though there may not be huge success in terms of finance or from fame or anything like that, but that still can't. That doesn't stop you from continuing to create because, well, I, from my own perspective, I have to. It's, it's you know that's just the way it is. I've
2: been around for many years. I've lost some things and shed some tears. Watch the love light dimming in your eyes. I've done some things, I've got them wrong Well, I'm not proud, but I'm still strong And no, I won't do that No, I won't do that Don't you get me wrong Don't you get me wrong Get me wrong Don't you get me wrong me wrong
0: you find, Ronan, that, you know, being a songwriter, uh, that actually there's, a, there's a, a release from it, it's therapeutic, it's good for your mind and body, that when you create music, uh, it's, it's beneficial to you as well as to the person that's going to hear it at some point?
1: Absolutely, and not alone that. I would go so far as to say that if I didn't have music, I don't know what I'd be doing now, to be honest with you. I certainly wouldn't be in the. I certainly wouldn't be the man I am. I probably, unless I found something else. Um, but I find music is probably one of the most inspiring, most um, therapeutic, cathartic, and self-revealing things I can do. Probably because I'm writing my own songs. And because, of I when mean, you're writing lyrics all the time, you're you're being very introspective. When you look back and say, oh, "Christ, just at me," but nonetheless, uh, it's what works for me, and it keeps me. I suppose. If I was going to a doctor and he was prescribing some sort of medicine for me, he couldn't describe any better one than music,
0: in my opinion. And you know, Ronan, that begs the question, I think I've said this to other people too, while we've been you know speaking on the subject of music and its therapeutic value. You know, should the government put more value on, on maybe music workshops and people attending gigs because... There's a huge bill, you know, with with health in this country where there's money spent on maybe seeing specialists or psychiatrists or people that maybe if someone just were connected with the likes of the music community and involved in it or encouraged maybe to pick up an instrument or, or learn to write a song or whatever it is, that that would be a great benefit to their overall mental health. Well,
1: absolutely. And if you think about it, on an evolutionary scale, what functionality had music? I mean, we didn't need music to survive in Savannah when we started off, you know, when we were hunter-gatherers, being predated on by saber toothed tigers and stuff. So what did music evolve for? And it has to have evolved to make us feel better. Yes. That's the fundamental evolutionary process of it. So if you think about that, what a gift evolution has given us. I think uh, some philosophers said that music, arts and culture uh, it's to stop from reality killing us all. <laughs> which, I wouldn't go so far as to say that, but it certainly is, um, as it's therapeutic, it allows us to express ourselves, it allows us to get out frustrations and protests. I mean, I write protest songs, political songs, or I love Globe songs. It has that thing uh, which, really, it's a release for people. And then for people who hear it, it's a relief. So you have a two things. So, without question, music is... Uh, uh, probably one of the most fundamental things to human beings and in fact if you even go further and I don't want to go off track here but in quantum physics there's a new theory well it's around for quite some time put out by Max Tegmark and a few other physicists in that at the fundamental smallest size of everything on in the universe are two little vibrating strings that are like guitar strings this is not making up stuff this is called string theory so if you think about that And then you realise, I'm probably jumping to a lot of conclusions here, and physicists all over the world say, what is that each you're talking about? But you could actually say, well, then maybe that's why music makes us move involuntarily. Because resonances and frequencies and strings are at the very fundamental of our existence, and indeed the existence of everything, according to string theory. So music is a lot more important. As to the government, yes. And here's the reason, on the pure economic scale, for every euro government invests in arts and culture, both locally and nationally, it, re- it, it gets the return of at least €2.50 back in terms of local economy and other such things like that. So without question, it's a no-brainer. You invest in culture, it helps people therapeutically, it does lots of things, but it also spreads the culture and eh,
0: makes people feel better. Yeah, and I think, you know, we both know, being involved in, 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 in music to, to to varying degrees, that this country's uh, it's a richness of talent of people, whether they be poets, uh, you know, musicians, artists, uh whatever, it's it's rich in it. And I mean you yourself You've been involved in a couple of projects over the years with songs. Some of the at Lockring Castle was a tremendous success. A lot of hard work involved putting it together, but great great tribute to you as a musician you brought fellow musicians along from the area and showcased their talent and uh, you know we need more people like you to do that and yes i know there was funding involved but you still had to apply for it you had to jump certain hoops and to get to where you wanted to go and uh, I think it's very important that, you know, government has to be maybe even a wee bit more user-friendly and less hoops to jump in in order to get there. But nevertheless, I think it's very important
2: Well, it's a true, so true Well, I think of no one else but you Down here, in my world, without you Well, it's a sad, 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 so sad You're the best thing that I'll ever have Down here, in my world, without you
0: Now I know you know you're you're an accomplished musician. You're a singer. You're a songwriter. Um, you're a, an artist. Many talents. But we actually touched on it a bit earlier on uh, filmmaking. You were involved in the movie business, the big screen. How did that all come about, or how did you get how did you get started into that? Well, actually, it was I had always been uh, I've always been a great lover of films,
1: and, and somebody used to. I used to have such a knowledge of films. I went to so many movies all the time that they used to call me a regular Halliwells that I knew nearly every film that was made. And uh, I was definitely a a movie nerd. And then I thought, you know, because I have an ability to tell stories, I think that's also, you can see that in songs. So I'm a good storyteller. And I thought I'd try and write a script. And uh, I started learning how to write scripts and wrote a few that were unsuccessful and a few that I didn't finish and a few more. And then... um, There was a girl called, a journalist called Veronica Gearn at the time, um, who you know of and and you know tragedy that would happen to her. But I had been working with her and Mick Sheridan on a story about Dublin gang land crime. And of course in the middle of that she was assassinated, she was murdered. And uh, so it ended ended up, we did a film called When the Sky Falls and... uh, it was a film about it was the first film on Ronnie Deerne and it was about her uh, the store story. It had Joan Allen and Pete Postlethwaite in it and Patrick Bergen. And um, so I then went on, I directed a few films for Warner Brothers, just t- stuff for TV, and I made a couple of short films myself and directed won awards with them. But what I found with film was that it was very difficult to get a film made for a start. Firstly you sit down, you spend six months to a year writing a script. And then you have to go and you meet some fella in a suit who never made a film in his life or horror never made a film in his life who would start discussing what needs to be done about your script and um, you may never get that film made. The difference between film and music that I discovered with my writing for a song is that you can write a script in three minutes in a song. You do it with guitar you don't need anybody's permission you can sing it to whoever you want reception we'll get will get be depending on how good your song is. Whereas in film you have, and I enjoyed working in film it's very collaborative. So is music incidentally. But the thing about music is that you can write it. I could write a song in 10 minutes, not that I often do, but I could at my kitchen table. And uh, and as I have done with you, calls you up for five minutes at some outrageous hour of the morning. Jerry, you want to hear this song? And you can hear it. You know what I mean? Whereas if I was to say to you, have an idea for a script, you would know, have to wait a year to write it. And all the things that happened in between then. So, yes, I love the filmmaker and it's a great creative, but I think everything I did led to what I'm doing now. I have a song called Rewards. And the last lines of the song, I may not have the future that I once thought might be, but when it comes to dying, my friends, I'll do so being me. And that's kind of what, what the where I am now. I'm at the place I want to be.
0: Yes, and you know, <clears throat> that's what most of us in life really... To be happy and fulfilled, whatever it is that you're doing, and I mean, not that I'm going to go into my own story, but it's kind of similar to you in many respects. That it was later on in life before. Let's just say I found my true calling. Uh, it was always there, but it's only in the last five years that basically it's it. I know it's who I am, yeah. and and some people go through life maybe not knowing who they are. I think most of us do know who we are, but sometimes it takes courage to take that step to make it a reality and become that person because sometimes that requires change. Sometimes that requires risk, maybe financial or otherwise. And (laughs) music business is not something that that you're going to be rewarded with multiples of of lots of money. Nevertheless, some people are indeed are very lucky to do just that. But I think what we realise is that being fulfilled, being happy, being able to share that, uh, you know, talent with others. I mean, folks, um, and Roland touched on it there. Myself and Roland are very good friends, have been for a number of years, and that's why it's really special for me to have him on the show. But Roland's probably the only uh, songwriter that has ever made me cry with a lyric. And we'll not tell you what the song is because there's something very special planned for that, hopefully. If all comes uh, the way we expected, then a lot of people will hear it. We'll say no more than that at this stage.
1: Except to say you were crying for a good reason, I hope.
2: Train falls from the station and gathers up some speed I'll look out from my window, watch my life retreat and I'll be gone Big wide ocean, I'll feel the deep blue sea.